Welcome to Have You Got The Guts To Be Really Healthy? Chapter 9. Where am I now? What changes did I have to make to get my health back? These questions and more will be answered in this episode. Chapter 9. Where am I now? The answer to this question is that Don is in a far different state of health than he was 15 years ago. If he'd not made the changes he did, he'd be either chronically ill or not here at all. As a kid, Don was a great believer in a white hat cowboy. He's the one who cops it hard all through the movie from the cowboy in the black outfit. He's punched up, his friends get a hard time, but he always gives his all until the end of the movie when he beats up the bad guy and gets the girl. And that's how Don feels today. From always believing there was a way, he overcame the darkness of illness. Ultimately, he believes there is hope. If your heart is in the right place and you have the right intentions, then nothing is impossible. Don believes these very thoughts attract the right people into your life at the very time you need them. There's an answer for every illness, but the direction chosen can determine the end result. Don looks for track records before indulging in time-wasting ventures. He speaks to people who have had success and shares in the choices that customers make. He's been fortunate to have so many come back with their testimonials so he can pass their results on to those who can benefit from reading them. Don's story has been a gift. The depth of his condition gave him the insight to be able to assist many who would have given up. To hear the joy in someone who only a few months prior was about to commit suicide gives him great pleasure. To hear the elation in a mother's voice when her autistic child speaks for the first time when she was told they never would is overwhelming. To watch a man who was once confined to a wheelchair climb small mountains is unimaginable. To be involved with a company who assists mental illness and bipolar sufferers come off their drugs makes everything he does worthwhile. And for Don to be able to put these words together when 15 years ago there was little hope for his very survival gives him satisfaction beyond words. Don's journey and research has proven to him that no matter what condition you suffer from, it can be improved. It is just a matter of wanting to. Correction. It's not a matter of wanting to at all. We can all want to be healthier, but it's a matter of doing something about it. Don speaks to so many people who want to be healthier as long as they don't have to give anything up, as long as they can still use their sugar, wheat or favorite beverage. They live with the illusion that they are okay and will get away with it, that the effects of this food or beverage won't happen to them. But the illusion is shattered from the moment the diagnosis shows that there are serious problems and that the life they knew will be different from now on. Everything in moderation is a statement many people are familiar with, but in reality, what is moderation to an alcoholic, a chocoholic, a steroid user, or someone who eats processed foods cooked in a microwave? Add all of those moderations together and you have a toxic cocktail. Recently, Don spoke to a friend of his who was going to hospital for an operation. After a short talk, he admitted that he drank and loved bread and didn't see how he could enjoy life without them. Then came that famous comment, What's the point of living if you can't eat and drink what you want? His friend had just confirmed that he would put his taste buds and addictions before his health. It's a shame, because like many people, Don's friend didn't realize that there are other great-tasting foods to replace the rubbish we eat and often the options taste better. Case study. Brian's story. Don learned a long time ago that if you ever want to prove a point, take it to the extreme. A challenge presented itself one day when a man drove some distance to see him face to face. He 
He told Don that he'd been confined to a wheelchair for 13 years. Back in 2001, Don had a little office at the back of a golf shop in Dunbar, just a half hour out of Edinburgh in Scotland. One day, a tall, solid man arrived and asked to see him. It turned out that he'd spoken to him on the phone and had driven all the way from Perth, many miles north of Edinburgh, to see him in person. His story was rather frightening because he was healthy one day and then became so ill from a single event that he ended up in a wheelchair for almost 13 years. He'd heard about what they were doing and wanted to understand what Don was about before having anything to do with him or his company, as he'd been let down on several occasions in the past. A healthy minister of the church and a happily married man, Brian had had his own garden and his own water well. One day he drank the water from his well, and from that point in time, his health mysteriously diminished. From that single glass of water, his life was to change forever. The moment he drank the water, he warned his family to stay away from the tap until he could find out why the water tasted so foul. He was later to find that the adjacent farmer had tipped his residue of sheep dip into the river, which in turn ended up in his well. He immediately emptied the well, went into it, and cleaned it out. By the time he'd finished, he was so ill, he was immobilized. From that day to the day he came to see Don, some 13 years later, he'd been living his life from a wheelchair. They spoke for some time. Actually, he spent nearly three hours with Don before he returned home. A trip like this for Brian was exhausting. It was from Brian Don learned so much about why some people heal and why some don't. Brian knew he'd been poisoned by sheep tip, but everyone in authority denied this could be the cause of his illness and brushed aside his accusations. He went on to find other victims and in the end had laws about the discarding of toxic chemicals changed. This is another individual who has stood up for his rights and made a difference. Don had seen a host of chemicals poison him and now was seeing the effects of organophosphate poisoning in Brian. His thoughts at the time were that Brian needed to be on a program to rebuild the gut and take up nutrients to build up his blood. It seemed like the only course that would begin rebuilding the damage done from the toxic load he'd consumed. Brian's poisoning was so acute that his body could hardly take the smallest amount of nutrition. This was Don's first introduction to how some people can take huge amounts of nutrition and some have to take such tiny amounts. Brian was so ill they had to take him off a product that was beneficial to everyone else who'd ever taken it. For Brian, just a grain of that fermented food was too much. Because of Brian, Don now knows why some people can take a spoonful on the first day and some have to start with just a pinch of nutritional powder. Don's opinion is that when someone has got their gut damage to such extremes as Brian, there is a need to slowly reintroduce nutrition back into their diet. It's like re-educating the body to be able to accept nutrition. It has to be done slowly. A good example of this is after the Second World War, when prisoners of war who were only a step from dying of starvation had to have their food intake increased slowly. In the hospitals, there was special attention to slowly increasing the amount and style of food they could keep down. To give a near-starved soldier a huge steak and potato dinner could have killed him. The sicker the individual, the smaller the amount of the fermented foods could be tolerated. It's a good indication of how ill a person is by the amount of powder that they consume and not feel uncomfortable. Now this is the really scary part. Do you realize we're only talking about taking on food? Not the bark of a tree from the Amazon or some extract from snake venom, 
just pure, simple, pre-digested food. Not a fancy drug with known side effects. Where is our society headed when a quarter of a spoon of nutritious food could be too much? It took over a year before Brian could actually use the product at all. He couldn't even take a few grains. After a year, Don resorted to an old-fashioned idea of getting Brian to wear some in a small bag hung around his neck. There are many thoughts behind this process, and it's not very scientific, but for some reason, not long after doing this, he was able to use small amounts of the powder. Eventually, he was using up to three teaspoons a day. His health kept improving, and they spent many hours on the phone and became good friends. Don would travel to his place, and on each trip could see how much the mobility improved until that wonderful day when he left his walking stick behind and they went on a rather long uphill walk through the trees to a lookout that he'd found. Don learned a lot about organophosphate poisoning and came across hundreds of people since who've been taken by this poison. Just living near a farm was enough to make some people ill. Recently, he spoke to a woman who'd lived near a golf course who was suffering from what sounded like organophosphate poisoning. She had all the symptoms and reminded Don of Brian's ordeal. He'd only met her over the phone, but from the conversation it was obvious she'd been ill for some time. It was a great relief to her that there was potential for a solution to her situation. Without Brian having come to see Don and spend all that time working on how to improve such a condition, this lady would most likely still feel there was no hope and may never have recovered from her condition. After Brian and Don had been in contact for about two years, He'd progressed to a point where Don had to be rather active to keep up with him on one of his favourite walks. It wasn't a walk anymore, it was more like climbing a small mountain. From a food point of view, his success in the early days came from the use of green barley and olive leaf extract in a liquid form. Brian monitored his progress on a regular basis, and they spoke every week. Don is so proud of his focused effort and determination to get better. He now holidays in Spain without having to take the wheelchair. Don thanks Brian for his courage and tenacity. Without his effort, Don would be none the wiser about these poisons and how to go about assisting those who have come into contact with them. From the time they got Brian onto the probiotic foods, his health leapt forward beyond what they'd both thought possible. His healing in some aspects defies gravity. This man had been unhealthy for 13 years. Many people would have given up, but Brian never did. And nor should you. What changes did Don have the guts to make? Now here's a list of lifestyle changes that Don had the guts to make. They were not easy at first, but now his life is full of new experiences, flavors, energy, and a wonderful sense of satisfaction. He chose to have a gluten-free diet. Most people have some level of gluten intolerance and do not know it. This is because most people have compromised gut bacteria, so they're unable to break down the protein coatings of the grains, which in turn cause a reaction. This reaction is far worse for those who suffer from celiac disease, as their reaction to gluten can be life-threatening. Don believes most people have some level of gluten intolerance and just put their symptoms down to the aging process, or unconsciously don't notice. We eat too many wheat and grain products in the Western world, and when we start to read food labels, we find that wheat is often an added ingredient in many processed foods as well. To make matters worse, our grains have been altered in the last decade, and we now eat hybrid grains grown from intensive farming practices. It's common for people to find that they have more energy when they give up wheat products. Don chose to have a sugar-free diet. 
Sugar is a subject that most people don't want to talk about, particularly if they need to give it up. Sugar has power, and sugar has been shown to be more addictive than cocaine. Instead of refined sugar, Don has found other ways to enjoy sweet things by using fruits and natural honey. As he changed the way he ate, he found that natural not only tastes better, he doesn't feel bloated or depleted after he eats. The rewards for limiting your sugar intake are phenomenal. Not only will you reduce your chances of candida and many cancers, you'll reduce the chances of getting the 70-plus other diseases caused by sugar. Once you've learned to live without sugar, you'll realize just how much of a negative effect it has on your body when you consume even a small amount. You'll find an interesting article on this subject called Sweet White Death in the articles at the end of this book. Don chooses to have a dairy-free diet. We're brought up to think milk is necessary in our diet and we need it for the health of our bones. However, after researching what they do with milk and what it does to us, Don decided there was no need to keep consuming this poison. For a quick overview, go to www.notmilk.com. Don's sure that you'll look at milk differently once you've visited this website. One fact he learned about milk is that it does not add calcium to the bones. In fact, evidence shows that milk actually leaches calcium from bones and can also cause digestive problems. Also, humans are the only animal on the planet that drinks the milk of another animal. But the milk we use is no longer in its natural state. It's been homogenized and pasteurized to a point that it shouldn't be called milk anymore, as it's a far different product than when it left the cow. Don chooses not to drink water from the tap. This is because of the high levels of chlorine and other chemicals most tap water contains. He's still looking for the perfect water system, but for the time being, he makes sure his water is filtered and does his best to replace minerals that may be lost in the process. Water needs to be in a healthy balance before we get the full benefit of the life-saving liquid. Don chooses not to drink alcohol. There's no need to go into all the health issues that come with drinking alcohol. However, what very few people realize is that alcohol kills the good bacteria in the gut, so long-term use has detrimental effects on nutritional uptake. Don's liver loves him for making this choice, and he enjoys life far better by seeing what's going on around him instead of looking at life through a brain fog. He chooses not to drink coffee. Coffee tastes great, but it's very addictive. Caffeine consumption pushes adrenal glands so much that eventually you suffer from adrenal exhaustion. Caffeine dependency can lead to irritability, anxiety, insomnia, headaches, respiratory alkalosis, and heart palpitations. Apart from restricting blood flow to the brain, coffee crosses the blood-brain barrier and also activates the fight-or-flight responses. Like most drugs, in time, it takes more and more to achieve the same result. Eventually, your body can't work without it, and withdrawal symptoms will be experienced if it's not taken. Don chooses to limit his use of mobile phones. Mobile phones are dangerous. Evidence is just too overwhelming to say they're safe anymore. Many years ago, a friend of Don's placed a mobile phone on standby into a fresh chicken and left it there for a week. Even when a mobile phone is on standby, it's still searching for the nearest tower. This was enough to cook the meat that was near the phone. Imagine what it can do to sensitive brain tissue. Mobile phones are even more dangerous for young children as their softer skulls absorb up to 50% more radiation than adults. One day, Don hopes to see them banned for anyone under the age of 18 and warning signs on them like the ones on cigarette packets. Even worse than a mobile phone is the home cordless phone because the base station works like a mast 
and emits radiation as it constantly communicates with the phone, even when it's not in use. Additional radiation penetrates our skull at home because we tend to speak for longer periods on the home phone. Don chooses to watch very little television. Watching less television has given him back a lot of time and has brought some interest back into his home life. Also, he chooses not to be bombarded with commercials, most of which are for products he would never want to have anything to do with anyway. He does watch movies of his choice with a home projector. There are no advertisements and he enjoys what he wants to see when he wants to see it. At Don's place, there is a rebirth of conversation and, best of all, laughter. Don chooses to make time to exercise. We need exercise in our lives to be really healthy. Our lungs and muscles need to be exercised so they more efficiently pump blood and oxygen throughout our bodies right to the extremities. Now that Don only needs about six or seven hours of sleep a night, he doesn't have to drag himself out of bed, so there's plenty of time in the morning to exercise. Waking up fresh each day with some exercise makes a great start to the day. The additional oxygen to the brain and the natural elimination of toxins makes for an active and alert mind. What's the point of all this? Why would anyone want to give up coffee, alcohol, sugar, do regular exercise and watch their diet? Why would anyone want to go without the things they love for the sake of living a few extra years? I'd rather die from doing what I love than go without is a typical comment that Don hears all the time. Well, let him answer the above questions this way. The sense of well-being cannot be put into words. It's an experience beyond the way most people feel. It's an experience of an inner glow that emanates from within. Having personally experienced illness, Don can say without hesitation that being healthy far outweighs the short-term pleasures of eating and drinking all you feel like. Sure, a beer or a bar of chocolate every now and then would be nice, but where do you stop? By not having any of these products, Don doesn't have any side effects at all. It just feels great every day. But it didn't happen overnight. The changes Don decided to make happened over time. First, he decided not to drink. Then he reduced the gluten in his diet. And then came the hardest one, giving up sugar. As he achieved each goal, he felt the difference in his energy levels and began noticing a sense of well-being that he'd never felt before. It's a feeling that was most likely there all the time, but it was being numbed by all the chemicals in our food, water, coffee, alcohol, and sugars. On a daily basis, then, most of us are actually numb to the wonders of how good it is to feel really healthy. So once Don started to feel better, his body was attracted to cleaner and more nutritious food. Most of the time, he didn't have to go out of his way to eat well. He just felt like it. And the additional benefits are numerous. More energy, better vision, which includes the way you look at things better physical appearance, and a vitality that has to be experienced to be understood. Instead of being critically ill, Don has had the pleasure of building a home as an owner-builder. On one occasion, while working with a sledgehammer, one of the younger lads said, I hope I have that amount of energy when I'm your age. The lad was in the army reserves and was very fit, so Don took that as a compliment. This puts an end to thinking that you only go downhill after 50, or that you cannot get back to feeling how you did years ago. Don's friends thought he was crazy looking forward to his 60th birthday, but now with that over, he can look forward to his 70th. He doesn't see age as a barrier, he sees it as an opportunity to enjoy the knowledge of his experience with the new people he meets. Age should be welcomed. It should come with a sense of achievement for just being here. If age is approached with an already deteriorating body, with aching joints, pain and depression, then Don can see why there's no reason to look forward to aging. 
Knowing that how you feel is only going to get worse would depress anyone. Knowing that you have to take drugs every day to support what could have been a healthy body is not a positive outlook. If Don hadn't changed his outlook at 50, he would be either a grumpy old man or maybe not here to enjoy what he's enjoying now. Additional Benefits Don's increased vitality has allowed him to also fit the following into his busy life. Golf. His golf is improving with age rather than getting worse. He's experiencing a new vitality and joy on the golf course. He walks and is still alert by the time he gets to the 18th hole. Riding. After Don turned 60, he took up riding horses with the intention of playing polo. He's now competed in his first dressage event. There are no boundaries to what one can do if they have their health. Racing. Don raced a go-kart against competitors who were many years younger than him, some more than 40 years younger. Exercise. Don regularly goes to the gym and his body shape and energy continues to improve. So much for it's all downhill after 50. Sport. Table tennis, squash, bowling and dancing are just some of the activities Don finds himself doing when he has the opportunity. In his late 60s, he's now still snow skiing and playing golf regularly. Gardening. He has seven acres to look after with a fully covered vegetable garden, his own chickens and livestock, all needing regular attention. Work. Don runs his own company, hosts conferences, lectures in Australia and many foreign countries, and speaks to customers in need. All very fulfilling. Writing. This has been a task of love. Don just wanted everyone to know there is hope and that nature has all the answers. Conclusion. When one has their health, life has a complete new meaning. What Don wants everyone to know is that it's not so difficult to achieve. You just have to believe it's possible and get started. I hope you enjoyed this chapter as it is a small example of coming from a hopeless situation to being who I am today. Well into my 70s and on my way to my 80s, I live in a state of health I never dreamed being possible to achieve. I am fitter than at any other stage in my life. My metabolic age is in my 50s, and I know if I keep working on this project, I can achieve a metabolic age in my 40s by the time I reach 80. So it doesn't matter where you are today, Take it from me that setting a goal for better health and doing what is required for your condition, there is no reason why your health will not take a huge leap for the better. To see the foods I use to assist me on this journey, go to probioticfoods.com.au and look for the probiotic foods that you feel will suit yourself. Like myself, you will be amazed at the success that certified organic probiotics and prebiotic foods could do for you.